The kettle's on the boil and we're ready for some tea. But instead of dousing our favorite blend in hot water, a group of researchers in Australia would rather we take that tea bag and stick it in the ground. In the mud, to be precise. But don't worry, they aren't wanting the tea bags to go to waste. Burying them in places like wetlands and marshes is going to help the scientists understand how well those ecosystems store carbon. So why tea bags? So we're using tea um, because it's in a little bag. So we know how much is in there when we start. And they have standard decomposition rates. That's Stacy Trevathan Tackett, project coordinator for the study at Deakin University in Melbourne, Australia. She says that if the tea in a tea bag decays quickly, it's releasing more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere than if it breaks down slowly. If it decomposes more slowly, it's storing more greenhouse gas in soils rather than letting it escape. The goal of the study is to identify wetlands around the world where decomposition rates are slower and then go and protect or restore those areas. To that end, they have people all over the planet burying tea bags in wet marshy areas and then they'll map the data. And so every few months, um, so three months, six months, one year, two year, we're asked participants to go out and collect some of the bags and then we'll analyze those so we get an idea of what's happening. Most of us think of rainforests as places that absorb carbon from the atmosphere, but new research suggests that carbon stored in places like mangrove forests, tidal marshes and wetlands, those places are twice as effective as forests in drawing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, a process scientists call sequestration. And the reason is because as trees and plants decay in a wetland, they generally sink underwater and eventually are covered by sediment, which limits the carbon from escaping. Although trees in a forest can harness a lot of carbon from the atmosphere to photosynthesize, when they die and decompose, some of that carbon goes right back into the air. But not every wetland is equal in its ability to sequester carbon, and that's the reason for the study. Wetlands vary according to latitude, climate, soil type, and whether they're freshwater or saltwater. So it's a really great opportunity to look at how all these things are affecting carbon cycling and carbon sequestration. If we hurry. These valuable wetlands, which already provide much benefit, like stabilizing shorelines and filtering water from pollutants, are increasingly threatened by development. The bonus about their ability to slow climate change, it could be slipping through our fingers. So they're great no matter what. It's just whether or not carbon sequestration can be um, added to the list of number of services they provide. So if you're a professional or citizen scientist, Stacy and her team would love your help in reading the tea leaves by putting tea bags in your local wetland. Visit their website at bluecarbonlab.org for more information on how to sign up. For H2O Radio, I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler with the latest wave in science.